Uh, okay, uh, first off, you can want to get that right, but the lyrics are from 1953 or something, man. Like, you can't even look that up. That's I bet you I can. <laughs> oh, watch. Crazy lyrics. And then, oh. Okay. We already. That's the wrong crazy. Hmm? I, I can imagine. <laughs> okay, that was Patty, Patsy Cline. Yeah. And there. Okay, that's Walking After Midnight. That's not the one I wanted. Okay. All right. Can I get the show started? Can you do that? Yeah. Welcome into the Barbershop 918. You up in here with your man, Big Drew. Big Drew! J-Rock. Boom! And the one and only. No replacing. No one can do it better. He's raw. It's the one and only raw dog. Welcome in to season four of the Barbershop 918, season four. We've been with y'all for a minute. Looks like you're doing a gang sign, but that's okay, Jay. (laughs) Yeah, just four fingers. If you make the right face, you can scare anybody by just doing the most basic thing with your fingers. (laughs) It just looks like a gang sign. Four horsemen, baby. It depends on what people's opinion of you are. If they think you're a scary person, you could just be like, and they're... Make some panic. Bang bang. Jay, make that gangster face again, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's gay. Hey, baby, take the picture. Take the picture. <laughs> Let me get some money. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that's gangster. Yeah. We're gonna make. I'm like, Andrew. <laughs> We're going to make a lot of changes to the Barbershop 918 this year, uh, just subtly. We won't just hit you all with it at one time. And one of the things that we're going to do for season four is we're going to bring back the Ratchet Report. Now, this year, the Ratchet Report is being brought to you by Kanye West. Yes, the whole year. He is sponsoring the whole season. He is fueled up with just a lot of uh, opinions. (laughs) I was going to say crazy, but uh, yeah, opinions. And so... It's the Kanye Ratchet Report this year. No song. No song. Are you sure? We I got it. I got it ready. No, no song this year. No. no crazy. You... I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. That's Kanye. Because hmm. he's lonely in a sunken place. Y'all know how to. You know, no, no, no. To... I was I was enjoying it. Every time your vocal, it's just like a little angel just sits right here and just whispers in my ear. Angel. <laughs> Well, thank you, Drew. Yeah. I want to take that seriously. Mm. No. Nah. All right. So, <laughs> so. I'll be like, you like small singing. J Rock, get us started with this uh, Ratchet Report, this world class Ratchet Report. Crazy. The the Kanye Report, as some would say. Uh, scoot over a little bit more. Yeah, I can't see your whole face. You get in the screen, bro. There you go. We good? Yeah, we good. Okay, we, we, we can start, uh, you know, Kanye West was, uh, tabbed to do the, be the musical guest of Saturday Night Live after Ariana Grande backed out at the last minute. Uh, Kanye performed three songs this past Saturday. Uh, he had Little Pump, uh, on one song with Adele Givens. Then he had a song with, uh, Tiana Taylor. 
uh, Real Love. I think that's off of his new album. And then he had a song that he did at the end of the show with uh, Kid Cudi. Adele and, Gibson? You mean the comedian Adele? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was. Uh, it was uh, him and Little Pump were dressed as bottled waters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was that was nice. It was, no, that was very weird. Performery. Yeah. But uh, you know that was just a normal performance. I mean, but Kanye uh, earlier in the week he had said that he's no. People said he's no longer in the sunken place. He's went back to Chicago. He's linked up with some of his old friends again. And we all know that the reason why he's doing that is campaigning and he's probably selling a new pair of sneakers that are coming out. But the news from the week was uh, after the Saturday night live episode, he went on a mini rant where he was booed by some members in the crowd. If you look at the video, some of the Saturday night live uh, cast members were looking like uh, what's going on. And Kanye, without saying his name, he said that he had on his Make America Great Again hat, and he said that he feels like people are bullying Donald Trump right now. So, <laughs> so here's my big thing. The getting rid of the 13th. Somebody help Kanye. Oh, my God. So this whole thing of getting rid of the 13th Amendment, how do you weigh in on that? Uh, do you think he was, he was trying to express something different but it just came out wrong yeah that's he just he's not good at facts just like trump he's not you know what i mean I he freestyles he, a lot yeah i mean because if you watch the documentary mockumentary what was it the 13th yeah on netflix you would get what kanye was trying to say exactly yeah i think that's the first place i went but it, then the more you listen to him it's like is that where he's coming he, from yeah but are you not sure because you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's talking about that in particular, but you don't really know because Kanye's an idiot. So, you know what I mean? When you're an idiot, you don't say things in the right order or you don't put them together. You know, he says something on Monday and then he says something on Friday that's related. It just, it don't fit. But I think he was talking about what the 13th, the documentary was talking about as far as um, uh, prisoners becoming slaves, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That point. He just didn't do it right like he always does. He did it in a way that he felt like he could get attention. Instead yeah. of just saying what he really was trying to say, he said it jacked up so he could get so he so he could be clickbait. Kanye wants to be clickbait. Anything else, uh J Rock, this ratchet outside of the, the world of Kanye? Uh I think he's he said something in the sense of that he's not his Yeezys are not going to be made in China anymore. They're going to be made in Chicago now. He's saying that things should be. Uh, we in America should now start making things in America and not making things in China and other countries that are across the water. I just wish he would just make music and just shut up. No one's asking for Kanye's opinion. So I mean, really, is anybody else being ratchet outside of Kanye? Uh, no one else. Uh, well, you know, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, they had that fight at the... Uh, hey, Cardi for they get arrested, Doc. Oh, yeah, she she turned herself in this past uh, Monday for her actions in a strip club where she ordered her sister and another friend to beat up a stripper because the stripper allegedly slept with her husband offset from the group Migos. She ordered a hit. Yeah, pretty much. Even though she came up out of the strip club and she knows all the exact moves that that alleged stripper used on her alleged husband. 
Allegedly. And Nikki snitched. <laughs> Nikki Minaj was the one that snitched, right? Allegedly. 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 You just like using that word today, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's all I got for the Kanye report for the week. All right. So it'll be a lot more interesting. I know uh, Adrian Broner is out there, and he's going to give us plenty of source material. And Isn't they getting ready to fight um, Floyd? That there's a rumor. There's two different rumors. Oh God! One is that yeah, Floyd may fight him. There's been the Pacquiao uh, Mayweather uh, fight rumor. It, at this point, it doesn't even. No one cares. Boxing is like they're making a spectacle out of it. The heavyweight division had a chance to do something good, and they passed on it. The women's division had a ch- uh, middleweight division had some, a chance with Clarissa fighting Hammer. Now that's mysteriously gone. We need Jesse to kind of break this down for us pretty soon. We do need Jesse. Yeah. We need Jesse. We need Jesse. But what as we crazy need. As that sounds, we need Jesse. The one thing we do need, and we're about to get a healthy dose of, we need a little bit of that angelic voice. I didn't wear my glasses. I just went, Jay, get back in the frame of the camera, please. Come I just put my glasses on. <laughs> you don't my contacts out. We see it half of you. That's what's crazy. <laughs> How is that possible? So, <laughs> I'm here now. Are you I'm ready? Here now. I hope. Are we ready? All right, let's do it. Word on the street. It's the sweet one. Oh, God. Oh. I got really emotional right there, man. The Lord is using you, my, my brother. The Lord a, is using you. I'm a conduit, sir. Seal and do it. I thought you were a comedian too. What? Thought you were a comedian as well. No, shut up, man. You're messing, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> You're messing up the vibe. I'm a conduit yeah. of the Lord, man. Better ask somebody. All right. I can only do that once a show, man. It's yeah. too, too emotional. Yes, that's a lot. It's been a long time. Yeah. Should have left y'all, man. Yeah. Woo! A dope theme song to uh, sing to, you know. Thank you, Jay. Drew, hey, I, I, I'm I'm here all night. I'm here all night, and I'm in the frame. You know, normally we do music news first, but uh, let's go ahead and just start this off with the box office. <laughs> oh God, somebody's a little out of practice. Right. <laughs> you would think since he's doing that other podcast that he would be in practice, right? Oh, he's still doing. Man, I, I'm just feeling blue right now, and I need some magic to keep me going tonight, man. We have warned you about that, sir. How many times have we warned you about that? I just said Drew's favorite uh, basketball player is Magic Johnson. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, give us the, the box office. Yeah. <laughs> for the box office, man, we haven't done this in a while, so we got a whole set of new movies. Uh, yes. Number five, we got uh, The Nun. Y'all heard about this one? No. It's a yeah, horror, scary movie, yeah. Scary movie that's that's related to The Conjuring. Uh, and they just keep turning these movies out, and it keeps making money. It made $5.4 million last week. Uh, number four is uh, a simple favor. I don't know. I don't know if y'all heard of this one. Uh, and, and and Kendrick's is that her movie? Yeah, Anna Kendrick's was in it. Okay. Last last week it was number two, slipped out of number four. Uh, and number uh, three is the house with a clock in its walls. You ain't heard that one? That another scary movie? No, no, no. This is one of those uh, fantasy whimsical movies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
like, oh, you don't like those? Okay. You don't have any children. When you have children, you'll get to like some of those kind of movies. And number two, coming in at number two is a new flick called Smallfoot. Yes, yes. Now, you know, you're a Smallfoot, right? LeBron's in this one. Oh, the, the Kitty uh-huh. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't John Cena in this movie, too? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So he made number two at 23 mil. But coming in at number one, the, the, I mean, the most relentless promoter that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yes. Yes. King? yes. Four foot 11. And a half. Night school at number one, man. Let me tell you something. It made 27 mil. What? And 27 mil? Oh, it was it was a bad week. Yes, yes. Yeah, 27 mil. But you got to give uh, Kevin Hart credit. This brother would promote the heck out of a movie, man. He was everywhere, dude. Him and Tiffany. It was ridiculous. Of course, he went in on Cat. Y'all know all about that, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because Cat went in on him and on Tiffany, and that's that whole thing. Cat is a, that's a whole other thing. I don't know why we I don't know why we haven't discussed. How did he not make the ratchet report? Because he's been ratchet over the last month. Like he's the Hall of Fame, sir. He's H O F ratchet. And I don't know why it is that Cat feels the need to tear down other comedians. Okay, first of all, Cat's a funny dude. I mean, yeah. we we'll all agree that Cat Williams is a funny comedian. Yeah. So if you're funny, shouldn't your shouldn't your funniness be the one thing that that keeps you relevant. Why you got to tear down other comedians to do that? Cocaine makes you do that. Oh yeah, you're right. Is it coke? <laughs> He's never been arrested with coke in his uh, pocket or anything. <laughs> he really ain't never really been arrested. He he, he he keeps getting arrested, but he keeps getting off. So he yeah, really he had bragged about it on video, like uh, on one of the last videos where he was saying like, well, yeah, when he was at the radio station. Yeah. I ain't never been caught. I've been arrested seven seven thousand times. I ain't never been caught. So that's a good. That's a good Cat Williams voice, bro. That's surprisingly that good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just did that on the spot. <laughs> that's called freestyling, sir. Okay. Uh, so what's coming out this week, man? Uh, y'all heard of a flick called Venom? Yes, I'm excited about Venom. That's a Marvel movie, right? Yes. Yes. And this is basically a movie about the alter ego of Spider-Man, which is Venom. Now, I have heard through the grapevine that it is getting some rather ruthless reviews yeah. that this movie is going to suck. That's what I've heard. Are these sources the same as Chris Broussard from ESPN? All right, he's not with ESPN anymore, is he? Fox, right? It's all the critics. You know how the critics are. Critics are hard on movies like this, first of all. But they're really hard. They said this movie is Razzie-like. You know what the Razzies are, right? Razzie's yeah, that's where uh, Pootie Tang uh, exactly. won all those awards that one year. They're saying it's in Pootie Tang territory. Now, I don't know. I, I like what I saw in the commercials. It looked really good, but, you know, sometimes the commercials, man, they play the best parts. So, But Whoa. if you are into seeing a Marvel movie, check out Venom. comes out this Friday. And also, another flick that you should go see is The Hate You Give. Now, that, that don't come out this week, do it? No. Yeah, it comes out this week. Uh, it comes uh, out this week. Now, uh, I, I read the book, and it is one that I think should be a standard for 
every black family to have to read. Like it is a, I'm serious about it. Like my whole, everyone in my family, we went through the book together. Uh, we did the audio book. And so to make sure that everybody got it, but my daughter, I mean, we also made sure my daughter had like the physical copy too, for one of her classes, but it was like, it is one of the best, uh, it's one of the best books that you could probably have to go through the range of emotions of what happens every single day in America with black men being killed by the police. Um, but it was just really the process of what goes on with the victims that witness these crimes like you know like and all of the emotions that they go through because the communities start pulling you to stand up and say things and then you've got so you got pulled from all these different directions and the book really explores it and so i've been watching on social media the process of them making the movie and they so on point that they replaced one of the main characters chris uh, they replaced the guy who played Chris uh, after post. I mean, they were done. They shot the movie in post. They went back and redid all his scenes because the kid playing Chris and made racist statements on uh, on Twitter. And so they wow. went back and replaced the actor because uh, she has like a white boyfriend in the you know in the book. And so yeah, they went back and replaced him because he said some stuff. So it's like is that. They're that they're wanting this to be as good as possible. So I'm glad it's getting good reviews. The book yep. is great. You gotta read the book. I've right. never read the book, but I have seen the previews, and it looks like a great one. My daughter definitely wants to see it. Uh, yeah. She she's like, I've got to see this, Dad. This is gonna be a great movie. So we might have to check that out. Just since we're you know since we're online right now, we got a couple of comments. My man uh, Skybox Chris, you know who you are, sir. Was talking what up, about, bro? Talking about Cat Williams. Uh, that said what he said. It's in his nose, not his pocket. Yeah, that's why he don't get caught. Exactly. <laughs> now, while we talking about Chris, now this is Skybox. He went on an insecure tour. Like he went and <laughs> ate at all the places that Issa, you know, had eaten at. On like this is that Sky. Who can do that? Who I can? Care. Who can leave the comfort of their home and say, I'm going to eat everywhere my favorite show eat? Yo. You know? <laughs> I just imagine it's a gold tooth that he suckles after he does rich stuff like that. <laughs> That's a play of move right there. I, I, I look up to Chris because he's doing things that I can only dream about. You know what I mean? You know what that is? He ain't got no kids that right now. And that's, that's, that's what it is, man. That's, that's it. Once it's about it's Chris. Well, never mind, cause Jay, well, Jay got JoJo. What are you talking about? What's up with JoJo? What do you do? Nothing. See, that's what I'm saying. If okay. it weren't, if it wasn't for JoJo, you could be out there on these tours just like Chris, skyboxing. Yeah, <laughs> like you from coming to America and everything. He had, the cape on. he had the cape on. I was like, now that's some real stuff right there. Oh, oh, hold on. He was on. He was actually on assignment for the Blue Magic podcast, apparently. Oh, is that what that was? Oh, so Jay helped provide <laughs> funds for this. Wow. <laughs> we don't wow. do stuff like that. <laughs> oh, man. Really, we Jay? We got sponsors, man. We try to get the money out of a certain person in the group. He, you know, he give us ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> he did. Hey, that was crispy, though. Oh, he what? was like, here you go, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, fun. didn't I pay you in quarters that one time? <laughs> a crown royal sack full of them. 
Steve Harvey. <laughs> he need to wash my car. Uh, uh, Ann Walker says, Steve Harvey says, for a real comedian, no person or topic is off limits. Yeah. Now, I, I believe she has a point. But what I'm saying is, when you're going after other comedians, though, is that really benefiting the art? It isn't, is it? Well, he does it for attention. Because to be honest with you, he he's gonna he's trying his best not to fade away. I think that's the only reason why he mentions he attacks who's hot at the time, and I think that's it. Like it's just him wanting to attack people who got you know who got things going so that he can kind of ride their coattails. What did Tiffany do? She didn't do nothing but star in a movie that blew her up, dude. So what really, she been on tour. And when I listened to what he said about Tiffany, it wasn't really that bad. It just was a matter of he didn't have any business saying it. Because what he said was true. She ain't never did a tour yet. She ain't really what and all. And I, she's like the comparisons that people were making to saying Monique should be more like Tiffany. And it's like, what? No, Tiffany ain't done nothing. She need to try her best to be like Monique, you know? But Tiffany blew up the way Tiffany blew up. Everybody blows up the in a different way. Some do it exactly. the road. Some do it because they got a, 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 a great role in the movie. Who's to say which one's better? Nobody asked Cat which one was better. Nobody even asked him. He just threw it out there because, like you said, he wants attention. Him and Mike Epps are always fighting relevancy. So what they do is... They go on these shows and they just run their mouth, and it's always against other comedians. C- comedy is getting like hip hop now, and I, I think that's ridiculous because comedy is the antithesis of beef. We're trying to make people laugh. So, as a comedian, who would you who would you find yourself beefing with? If you could beef with any comedian, who would it be? Man, there's so much to say about Cat, man. Now the <laughs> problem is, is Cat is really good at Jones and Jonah now. But I would go after Cat. There's so many. There's so a mistake, many things sir. to say about him, dude. No, you need to go after like Ari Spears or something like that. That's a mistake. Lavelle Crawford. Oh. <laughs> uh, I want to go after. If I had to, I'd go after Cat. There's so many things to say about him. The fact that his te- all his teeth ain't his. You know what I mean? Now, raw dog. You need to go after Shucky Ducky. You know. Keep it safe. So, so what are you saying? What are you saying about my comedic comedic skills? <laughs> Nothing, man. We like you. Nothing, man. When's your next show? We love you. We love you, brother. Yeah. I'm going to move on, man. The the last uh, movie is A Star is Born. Have y'all seen commercials for this one? No. Nope. What? So y'all don't see no no <laughs> commercials for any on- movies? Yeah, I'm, I'll be honest, man. I don't really watch a lot of TV. I mean, oh. A Star is Born stars Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen it's that. It's a yeah. remake of A Star is Born that starred uh, Barbara Streisand and uh, Chris Christopherson back in the 70s. I'm out. And what? Yeah, Raw Doug, I've seen the previews to all I- three of the movies. I, I'm gonna, I am going to go see The Hate. You give my coworker his sister wrote the book, so he was telling me about this movie. And Thomas is, is is oh wow, wow! You said your coworker's sister wrote the book. Uh huh. Did I just drop that? Y'all were talking, so I was like, oh, okay, you know. Shut up, man. See, I, <laughs> I, I, but I bet you pre, I bet you did an interview with her on on the Blue Magic. Mm-hmm. Probably hey. had to set up the connect. Mm-hmm. He gonna name drop here. He gonna interview her on there. See how he is? Mm. You see, I'm not even gonna say anything. This African American. Can we can we move on to music? Can we move on to music news? Well, might as well, go ahead, dude. Yeah, Talk make the barbershop great again. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Chris, you hear that? 
you holler, you hear that? You, we, we talking about getting some merch. Don't be hollering at your boy. <laughs> you get some hats, mate. <laughs> All right, uh, music news. It was uh, a light week in music. Uh, number six. And I feel like this album has been on the charts for the last two years of the Barbershop 918. Uh, Post Malone, Beer Bongs, and Bentleys. Uh, number five is Astro World by Travis Scott. Number four is Scorpion by Drake. And number three is Kamikaze by Eminem. And the number one album in America is Brockhampton with Irresense. I don't know who this is, but they said it was the highest ranking uh, debut. Who the heck is that, bro? Exactly. I don't know anybody who on this list, but uh, as far as with albums, uh, Lil Wayne dropped his Carter 5 album. But I think the bigger news that is coming out of that is audio leak that uh, his father, Birdman, uh, allegedly put a hit out for him to be shot. And the audio has come out for that from 2015. What? Some brother named Pee Wee. It's always a brother named Pee Wee. Brother brother named Pee Wee. Soon as you said that. (laughs) (laughs) So... It's, it's kind of funny seeing Birdman, you know, apologize to Wayne on stage and everything and then give him Young Money Records. But then word comes out that he tried to assassinate his son, him and uh, Young Thug. And that's all I got for music this week. You know, I'm, I'm still I cannot believe Birdman was stooped to the Suge Knight levels, who is going to jail for 28 years for killing the guy during the shooting of uh, Straight Outta Compton, uh, Mr. Sh- uh, Marion Suge Knight. He couldn't uh, use being blind to get out of uh, going to jail. So Suge Knight is yeah, going to spend the rest of his life uh, in jail. Yeah, it didn't work for that. What, what was her name? Uh, Donna Godot or the one that uh, a few years ago? Hold it said, down. Hold yeah. it down. Didn't work for her. Mama, I love you. And man, the bird man don't chill out, he's going to be right where Suge is, man. It don't, it, it don't, it don't. He'll like it, it though. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help you to try to <laughs> Suge, Bill, and Birdman. <laughs> yes. And speaking that's of Bill Cosby, we got to talk a, about... That's a sitcom right there. Yeah. So, on Weekend Update, one of the points that I've been making for years, somebody, someone else, fam- someone famous actually said it, it always disturbed me that it was the Bill, like that Bill Cosby made a show called The Cosby, but the main character was Heathcliff Huxley. Why did that uh. ever... Like, nobody ever was bothered by that. The fact so that it, the name of the show is the Cosby's, but the main characters' names are the Huxtables. I don't get it, bro. You don't? No. You no, don't. I, I get what you're saying. You know, so that I was to be the Cosby the- show, and his, his name was Heathcliff. Yeah, yeah why didn't he just keep Huxtable, the name? The, yeah. Claire Huxtable, Theo Huxtable, Rudy Huxtable. It had nothing to do with Cosby. Yeah, nobody named Cosby was even on the show. Why call it the Cosby show? Because it was his show. Yeah, see, no, that doesn't work for me. That, that you know, the Huxtable, it sounds better than the Huxtable show. You don't call yourself by your real name on the show, man. Seinfeld. Even Jamie Foxx changed his name. Seinfeld. Do what? Seinfeld. Seinfeld's different. No, it's not. Jamie Foxx Jamie Fox did the same thing Bill Cosby did. Yeah. Was, he, his name was Jamie King on the show. Exactly. They always change it up. What is his name in real life? Eric Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> This, it's all over the place. Like that's <laughs> anyway. You know how it works in Hollywood, man. You no, know? no, I'm you gotta good. change it up. 
right, so Insecure wrapped up its uh, season, its third season. You guys watch it? Yes. Yes. All season? Or yes. Just, oh, uh, every episode. Okay, every so you episode. saw the wrap-up. So, Jay, give us a rundown, man. Uh, pretty much this season, uh, it ended with Issa, uh, it started with Issa moving in with Daniel. Uh, it was eight episodes, and to me, I, it, it broke down Issa's life into three different men. For the first four episodes, she was with Daniel, and then five, uh, no, first three, then four, five, six, she was with this, Nathan. this fake, this fake Steph Curry with the fake contacts, that Nathan, who's a barber, whose hair was always never cut. And then wow. Lawrence Lawrence came back around episode six. And you know, that's when the ratings spiked up because Lawrence the Great, you know, he's a god. I mean, in the in the black community. Morgan Freeman, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther the King, Malcolm X, and Lawrence Walker from Insecure. Dang. He came back around. He is in good company. Yeah, that's, that's yes, a stretch, dude. Like, didn't he come back with VD? Like, I mean, it was... What? You can't... You can't... <laughs> Ain't put him in the same in the same thing in the same category. Those well, Issa put him in that position. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. She sent that devil of a woman to give him that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? He, I don't remember that part of the show. Let yeah, because it was, it was a, that was episode six. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, I must have. I must have was in the kitchen when that that part came on. Yeah, it was. It was the first three minutes, Raw Dog, because Lawrence he was on a Kobe Bryant. MVP 2005 season. Oh, he was, just, he was just running through him. You know okay. what I'm saying? <laughs> I saw that part. You're right. I think because of what was going on, I didn't hear what actually happened. <laughs> yep. That's what it was. I watched that whole segment like <laughs> I didn't hear none of the, the dialogue. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> so I'm interested in hearing people's opinions about it uh, or seeing people's comments about it because it's kind of like one of those things where um, you know like her character in like the, the the way the season ended do you feel like her character ended with uh, with drama with sadness do you like the way the season ended for uh, for the main character I, I think that uh, she her actually unpacking her apartment speaking volumes of kind of like you know mm-hmm. what I need to get my life together I need to get my life her putting her apartment in order was like saying I need to get my life in order because Issa kind of it's kind of you know she had quit a job she really she was doing the Uber thing she kind of floated through her life in this season really not knowing what she wanted to do I think towards the end she's like you know I gotta get serious about some of my choices that I've made you know over the past few years and Getting her apartment finally unpacked was like, okay, it's time to get stuff in order. So I think it was a positive experience overall for the main character. I'm glad they brought Lawrence back, though, because for a while it sounded like they weren't going to bring him back. Yeah. Uh, I think he adds some. I think he adds something. He to makes the show better. Plus, his boy comes back with him, and his boy. Chad. Yeah, shout Chad out to Chad, man. And Chad found Jesus this this uh <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so let me uh let's shift over. Have you guys seen Rail? Yes. Yes. Now, if you take away the laugh tracks, I think that is a good show. You, you don't know, like laugh tracks? I don't like laugh tracks, man. I think I hate when they try to tell us when to laugh. Like you kind of 
it's a funny show in itself to me. I just I, I was turned off by the laugh tracks. But other than that, I've kind of liked it. It's a good show. It's well written. It's a, yeah. it's more well written than I thought it was gonna be. Especially this last one with the gang. Uh huh. Watch because he actually that was in his stand up. Was the gang have holding meetings in their laundry room? And I thought <laughs> I thought the way they ended it was significant because that's that's a real thing in, in Chicago, man. That's 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 not made up. You know what I mean? Uh, the violence there is for real. So I'm glad Real kept it real for you know for Chicago in that aspect of it. He told a good story, had some funny moments in it. The auntie hands was real funny. Told her she had auntie hands. That was hilarious. It's a, it's an overall well written show. Yeah, do you think I, it'll I like I like that it you know since it's based out of Chicago, it's like you said, it's this realness. Just like the shy, you know, for people who live in Chicago, you see the realness of that show. But with real, I'm happy that he has his own show, and I'm hoping and praying that you know, uh, I mean, it has 6.1 million people watch. The, the first episode, which came on after the NFL game on September the 9th, I didn't see the ratings for this past week, but I hope that, you know, it gets a nice following and it doesn't get canceled because it seems like with shows with the first characters, they tend to not get as many passes as shows that have all white casters, you know, and it's a lot of, yeah, with the real show, it was, it, it's a nice uh, cast. And I'm glad to see Sinbad back on TV. That's man. the other point I was going to make. I love seeing Sinbad, especially in this role where he's kind of like a, I like seeing him play a dad, like, you know, an, it, you know, playing the older character and it's natural. Like, and Do y'all know how militant Sinbad is? Sinbad is on some Malcolm X stuff, man. Have you ever heard Sinbad talk? Just I, I've talk. interviewed him before, um, but he, he's militant. Matter of fact, he came here to Tulsa and me and my wife saw him live. And he was kicking some facts that actually made the audience uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like he's some, he's very underrated as a comedian as well. He's underrated. Yeah. And and he and he most of his stuff is off the head, man. He's a great great comedian. And it's clean. <laughs> and it's clean for the most part. Yeah. So we got uh, a lot of good shows coming out. David Allen Greer has a new show where it's, where he's an old man. It's called Old uh, Cool Kids. kids. Cool he, gets, he gets to wear his actual hair. Yeah. <laughs> is that the is that the comedian you want to beef with? Is that the one you want to have? A... Hey man, David Allen Grill looked like Fred Sanford, Doc. Yeah. So I I, I I didn't get a chance to watch that one yet. Yeah, it, it ain't something we'll be reviewing. I just wanted to point that out, just because I want the people from Carmichael's to to go out and have success, hopefully. Except for the mom. I, I really, she's loud. And, um, wow. How you gonna hate on old girl like no. that, man? <laughs> what about, uh, did anybody catch the Cedric the Entertainer show, The Neighbors? No. How many shows is he gonna have? Because ain't he on the last OG? Uh, he is. He is. Uh, don't he have another show? Feels forced. I'm just gonna put it out there. Oh, man. It feels forced. It feels. I don't know, man. Maybe it'll get better as the the you know as the show goes on. When I watched it, I didn't laugh once. I mean, literally, I didn't laugh once. I see what they were trying to do with it, with the whole race thing, but it was just like you still got to be funny, man. Yeah, he's not. Oh, and that that's for me. That's probably a big part of it. He's not really funny to me, and I think that's probably. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Cedric is funny in his stand up. Yeah, but like none of his shows have ever been. None of them have ever been fun. I'm I'm glad Steve they keep Harvey? doing shows. 
Steve Harvey what? Yeah, like when he was on Steve Harvey's show. He was the best part on there, but no, nah, yeah. his his wife was the best part. The, the lady who played his wife, Terry Vine. That was who who uh, Tiffany Haddish reminds me of yeah, every time I hear her talk. Tiffany Haddish won. Yeah. Hey, Terry Vaughn was was is, a, is a, an amazing actress, man. Tiffany Tiffany Haddish owes uh, Terry Vaughn a royalty check because her whole character is Levita, <laughs> Velvita or whatever her name is. Don't you think Tiffany need to slow down? She's kind of going down the Kevin Hart road of being in about seven movies at one time. Get it while well, get I was going to say, I guess I watched the I watched the Night School movie and her and Kevin Hart they were in the movie, but it wasn't like they were. What's the word I'm looking for? Where it was like over the top or anything? Like her role in uh, Night School, I liked it. Was it was cool? Kevin Hart's role was cool. It was more of the supporting cast. Uh, what's my guy who had the rap group? Uh, Rami Makar. What's his name? Makar. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Romani. Romani. College yeah. Boys. Yeah. He had Alley Boy. Yeah, he was in the movie. He he was a militant brother in that movie. And then, uh, dang, I forgot the uh, the guy that, that's on Fox. That's the comedian that's on. That's a Kansas City uh, fan. Riggins, Rob Riggins. Yeah, Rob Riggins. Uh, th- those two guys were funny in the movie. Well, that's good because you know Kevin usually uh, is over the top, and he, so that means he allows some other folks to be funny, which is good. That's and now Kevin Hart has a dramatic role coming up, which is good for him too because he, to me, he plays the same character pretty much every movie. I, I mean, yeah, he does. That's pretty much. Yeah. We should, pretty, we should probably move on to some sports. Yeah, we're about to. My last thing about all, my last part is, as far as Netflix is concerned, make sure you check out the Quincy Jones documentary. I really, did. really great. Great uh, documentary. Yeah, sir. it's well worth the time. Now I'm gonna have to watch it this weekend. All right, we'll talk about OU, it again. The OU game. See it then. We'll do that. And yeah. speaking of the OU Texas game, let's go ahead and just do college. Let's just throw out college football right now. I don't get a chance to watch college football at all, but this morning. On just watching TV, I'm hearing people debate whether this kid from OU, this quarterback from OU, should be entered into the Heisman race. Is he playing that well? I'm also hearing that this Red Rivalry game, or the Red River Rivalry game, is the best. It's been, it's going to be the best game, or most significant game that it's been in eight years. Wait a minute, I heard that the guy, the old boy, was being suspended. When my, did I hear that wrong, Jay? No, he was. Uh... He missed. He was late to practice on last Friday, so he missed the first series against uh, Baylor this past weekend. Yeah. So he he, he ended up throwing. Uh, he had sixty through six touchdowns and ran for one in their win over Baylor, the sixty six to thirty three victory over uh, Baylor. Kyler Murray. He he had a I believe it was the NCAA record for touchdowns in a game. You know because he had six touchdown six passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. This kid is unbelievable. I'm not uh, an OU fan, but he's the reason why I, w- I would watch an OU game to begin with because he makes it look so easy. It's almost effortless. And this is a baseball kid. You know what I mean? He yep. actually is, si- is signing with uh, the minor leagues after this season, right? No, he uh, he got drafted by the Oakland A's. He's signed oh, okay. a multi-million dollar contract. And so this will be his last season playing uh College football, and he just he makes it look so effortless. Why is he you know quitting I mean? college football? He wants to stay in shape. Uh, Players uh, win a national championship. He got a lot to prove. I mean, he he went from Texas A and M to OU. He sat behind behind Baker Mayfield for two years, and so this is his time to shine. Uh, 
this game on Saturday against Texas, like you said, this is going to be probably the the best game in about I would say six years, no, uh, five years, because uh, Texas got them in thirteen and fourteen, and OU's got them the last three years. So it's it's going to be a, a good game. Uh, Texas they have improved since they lost to Maryland early in the season. Uh, they trailed against USC and they came back and scored thirty seven unanswered points. Then they trailed against TCU this past Saturday, and they came back and won that game by two touchdowns. And so OU, you know, they've been tested. I mean, they almost lost to Army a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that triple option offense was uh, hurting OU. Uh, they beat Baylor 66-33. OU's number six in the nation right now. So this will be a tough contest for them. Uh, I think OU's defense uh, is going to have to step up to the challenge this game. Uh, and then on, on the offensive side, those backup running backs who are coming in for Rodney Anderson, they're going to have to step up because OU's uh, running offense hasn't been the same since Anderson went down with an injury in week two. So I think OU will pull it out uh, 35-23. Very specific. Hey, can I just say that uh, Skybox Chris said that they sold a lot of blue and gold sausage to fund that trip that he took? <laughs> <laughs> Can uh-huh. I just say that, no, chicken, that, no chicken strips? Can I just say that that's hilarious? Because <laughs> You're out there selling sausage, The Blue Magic Podcast out there selling sausage? <laughs> chicken strips. Get it right. Chicken strips. Is that what y'all doing? That just sounds hilarious to <laughs> It me. does, man. Very suspicious. I mean, hilarious. Selling the sausage. All right, moving on. Yes, let's move on to uh, let's let's talk a little bit about we're moving past college, right? We're good. Yeah, right. yeah, we good. Let's, That's all we need to talk about. Let's keep it on the football. Uh, let's keep talking about football. One quarter of the season is is past, and so the most notable things is you know, Le'Veon Bell still hadn't played, but neither is Des Bryant. So. <laughs> No, no, he actually was recently seen with Jerry at the Beyonce concert. And yeah, so yeah. So he's gonna leave Jay Z out? Jay Z? Is it's just Beyonce now, huh? No, no Sean Carter, huh? <laughs> I call it how I see it, sir. So <laughs> Petty, Petty Riley, okay. And we know every time Jerry Jones is out in public, he always got his you know, he always got his women with him or you know, hanging That's off his legs. So he had Dez with him and um Dez, you Dez basically <laughs> said that he would like to play for uh, for Dallas again, but he would play for anybody. But it's a lot of reports more, uh, circling around saying that there's several teams that have offered him contracts, and he really has just wanted to play for Dallas, and that's it. And he's even done like the Kanye and kind of given an apology, and he's wow. just really just saying like, hey. I can make things right after he already threw Sean Lee under the bus, but there's no coming back from that, man. Sean Lee is one of the captains of this team. It's no way you can come back from that, sir. Yeah, but on the same token, it's like when is Sean Lee gonna actually have a season where he's not injured? Like, what kind of captain? I whatever. He's an emotional captain. You got to be on the field with your team to be the captain. But I ain't a Cowboys fan, so that's a good point. (laughs) I ain't got no no leeway in saying that. So, but either way it goes, Dez might get a team. That's that's one of my biggest highlights of the quarter, uh, the first quarter of the uh, of the season. And no, Patrick Mahomes isn't my biggest highlight because we've really? seen this before. I'm just I'm I'm skeptical, man. 
I don't. You are you you very uh, cynical, sir. I like the word I use better. But... <laughs> You're a cynical uh, Chiefs fan. Look at oh. you, man. You like? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, they they four and So well, I come first off. I come I come to expect it. Okay, as a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, I expect excellence at the beginning of the season. I don't expect this in the playoffs. I don't. But it never happens. <laughs> you done? You done interrupting me? You done? Oh, my bad, brother. I, I, right. I kept it under my. I said that under my breath. My bad. So, now that was comedy, sir. <laughs> I don't have a team, you know. I, I, I'm cheering for the Cleveland. I'm, I'm 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 supporting the Cleveland Browns this season. Every one of their games have been exciting this season. It was, your fair weather fan won't be there in the end. My as name is as, lo- as long as Baker is the quarterback. <laughs> your boy J Rock is a Cleveland Browns fan. Unlike Drew, who is a cynical uh, Chiefs fan, obviously I am overly ecstatic at how the Bears are playing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, if if we lose for the, the next games, whatever. I'll be all right. What's their record right now? It's it's three and one. Three and one. It's like we won the (laughs) we won the first quarter. (laughs) We won three games. We got a better record than half the NFLs. We got a better record than the Cowboys. So you know. Okay, uh, who you telling that to? I'm telling that to you, Mr. Cowboy. I told you, I'm I'm a Cleveland Browns supporter. And you can't do that. You can't just jump off, Doc. You need to you need to be there when the times are bad and when times are good. No, I, I I didn't say I jumped off. I mean, I just put them in the closet. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm rocking with the Cleveland Browns right now. So let me get this straight: you are in the closet and you sell sausage. Ah! Provide trips to your friend to go to Hollywood. This sounds horrible. It's chicken chicken strips, chicken strips. Okay. Oh, so does Jasmine know? That's all I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> she know. That you are selling sausage out the closet to be your boy to be taking trips. <laughs> I'm actually selling it out the trunk of my car. Street meat. Pause. Yeah, that don't make it no matter. <laughs> nah, bro. You take a pause on that. <laughs> blue, blue magic sausage and bacon and chicken strips. <laughs> Coming to a town near you. Just stop it, man. Just stop it. That's tough. You're going to make us say some really bad things to you, man. <laughs> You already started it, man. All right, so Khalil Mack, people think, I mean, like, I don't know if he'll continue on this tear, but at this point, he'll be defensive player of the year. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Look, let me tell you something. If we make the playoffs this year, I'm good. I'm really good, considering what we've done the past four or five seasons, man. You guys should be 4-0. That's all I'm saying. We should be 4-0. Oh, and what should the Cowboys be? Who cares? We talking about the Bears right now. Aaron Rodgers went to the locker room, got some deer antler spray, and came back and defeated you guys in the second half well, I, of that first I game. It was perfect. I mean, obviously, we got a problem with... Uh, you guys should be perfect. We're holding on the lead. Well, you guys should be perfect, too. If you want to put it like that, and you guys are far from it, apparently. Hey, we got, we got a tie. We got a tie. We tied the Steelers in the first game of the season, man. So, Good for you, sir. <laughs> Are the Rams the best team in the league right now? 
The Rams are just like the Chiefs. Get excited in the regular season because when the playoffs come around, they get scared. Okay. Once again, Dennis Green comes alive. But the Rams are who we thought they were. Exactly. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I I don't know, man. I, I think the Rams secondary is just I'm always impressed with I love you know, I love Marcus Peters. Man. Like I it makes me actually hate my team just a little bit every time I think about him. Like he was he's a talented back. Um I I don't know, man. I like the Rams. I I like I, I don't like them more than the Chiefs, obviously. I don't know who's gonna really stop them in the NFC this year like I don't know but then again the is just a quarter of the season so at this point they're the best team um both on both sides of the field mm-hmm. for the first quarter now I don't think the Rams offense is as impressive as Kansas City and uh, you can say I'm biased I don't care but the Chiefs defense stinks so bad that I can't I can't give them any love and they haven't and to be honest with you their first the Chiefs first real test is really coming in Jacksonville. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we'll see. I think if we can beat Jacksonville, yeah, I think we, we, we've got, we, we're going to be able to prove that this offense is a real offense. Because our defense won't be tested much in Jacksonville because uh, Leonard Fournette's out with the hamstring injury. Um, and they're still rocking with Blake Wolf of Bortles. So. So what's your thoughts on, you know, they were trying to trade for Earl Thomas and right. Earl Thomas broke his leg in the game this past Sunday. And, you know, he had a parting gift for the Seattle Seahawks as he was uh, being carted off the field. You know, I what think you got started on, on Earl, Tom- Earl Thomas. You know, what? I, and I'm always conspiracy drew when it comes to these things. I think sometimes they attach their names to things to pull back so that they don't seem like they are what they are. You know, like, we know who they are. If they got rid of Peters for being Peters, why would they bring in Earl Thomas? They're not bringing in people from... They're not trying to touch any of the of that brand from that Seattle Seahawks team. They're not trying to bring in anyone who has, who has an association with uh, standing up for social justice, being outspoken. I just don't believe that they were going to actually bring them in, but I think that that's their way of saying, hey, we're thinking about fixing the secondary. But you wouldn't have had to fix it if you would have kept one of the number one corners to hit the league in years. But right, right. But at the end of the day, I guess, I guess black dollars don't really necessarily matter. So it is what it is. We ain't got to be completely silent after I said that. That makes it really seem like man, I that that was deep, man. That was deep, man. <laughs> there's, there's nothing left to say after that, man. <laughs> All right. So let, are we moving out the NFL then? Who's the best court at this point? Who's the best quarterback of the first quarter of the season? Best quarterback, Dak Prescott. Okay. Nope. So yeah, you're right. We should have moved on. That's my bad. We should move on. Uh, all right. Well, it's hard to say, man. A lot of the quarterbacks are uh, doing really good. We just got to see where they are in the next quarter if they're going to be consistent enough. It's just been four games. You know? Yeah. The bulk of the quarterbacks in the league right now are under 30. The bulk of the, the good quarterbacks are under 30. In fact, I think over 30, you could probably only count four good quarterbacks. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. But did you see the oh, – I'm my bad. Go ahead. No, I was just thinking out loud. Aaron Rodgers, Brady, uh, Drew Brees, and Alex Smith. Philip Rivers, one of them. 
Rivers is Rivers. He is who we think, you know, he, he's just not a winner. He's a compete, uh, competitor, but he's not a winner. Oh, I don't know how Rivers keeps a job, man. How does he keep he got, it? He got all those kids. He got to keep his job, man. That's why he be slanging that pill like 50 times a game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Slanging Okay. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but no, uh, Richard Sherman had uh, retweeted a tweet that was showing how Joe Montana back in 1990, his QB rating was 92.3. And they said uh, going at the end of uh, after the Denver KC game, all the quarterbacks combined, their quarterback rating is a 92.6. So that just lets you know how the league has changed over the last 28 years. You know, when Joe Montana was doing it, that was like video game numbers. But now everybody's putting up big game numbers now. You know, Drew Brees, the previous week, uh, no, uh, Fitzpatrick, he had put up three, 400 plus games prior to playing the Bears. You know, 40 plus. So yeah, let me yeah, and let that me say quick. this. But every because here's the thing: let us never forget when Fitzpatrick threw six interceptions to the Kansas City Chiefs. Six. Oh, I remember. Six. Didn't we talk about him? He, he still should be. Face. Yes, he, he should still be on the bench for that. <laughs> so people, you know, people were really upset by you know, but it's like Jameis is the future. Why even six interceptions? I'm just gonna keep it at that. Just sort of like Peterman should have never really been. Uh, man, how does he still have a job? That's, that dude is horrible, man. Nathan he's for you. That's a, yeah. Castle. Yeah, no, nah, he's no good. He's garbage. Tristan Cassell? <laughs> nah, nobody's mad. Hot garbage. He's in, uh, he's in Detroit right now, right? Is he Sam still in the league? Yes. Hi. They benched him uh, during the first game for Stafford and put him in, I think, for a couple of series. And then I they brought that. back. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Bless yeah, so, all right, let's move on and talk a little bit of, uh, let's get into our hood topic. Y'all ready? Ooh. All right. Talk about hair. hair. So, we didn't mention this in the word on the streets, but one of the movies that came out on Netflix was Napoli Ever After. Now, uh, I wanted to talk about this because, one, we could easily have done a movie review, but I kind of had a feeling that one person, I'm not going to say which person of the crew, wasn't going to focus on the subject matter um, and was going to focus on something else that, that, that took place in the movie. Hmm. If, if, you know, stay in the frame if you're the person I'm talking about. Oh, what's up? What's up, man? Oh, you're talking about Raw Dog. Yeah. yeah. What? Huh? What? 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 Anyway, so, but no, but the main subject matter uh, or what we want to talk about is kind of like how just the, this whole idea of like what black women have to go through with their hair and not just black women, women in general uh, also but this movie was really uh, talking an awful lot about black women and what they have to go through with their hair and um, the scene that really like grabbed me was like when she was at the pool and she was a kid and she couldn't get in the water because her mom had just pressed her hair and then when she decided to jump in and just be a kid the other kids didn't understand what was going on with her hair, you know, and it just, it's one of those reminders that like, we don't really have to, as men, sometimes we don't really, for the most part, we don't have to deal with that. We can shave it, cut it, fade it, do whatever we want to do with it and move on with life. Nobody really, you know, uh, questioned us on it. No one ever says that our beauty is associated with this, you know, like with our hair. I mean, I'm never... Well, I- 
I think it has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, for a long time, uh, the European look was the look of beauty. That was the uh, standard bearer for beauty. You know, basically Caucasian women. You know what I mean? So, you know, black women don't have hair like that. You know? So, having to deal with that being the standard bearer and your situation being nothing like it, I mean, that, 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 put, that put a lot of sisters in a strange predicament. Gave them a lot of... Uh, unnecessary insecurity about their hair. You know what I mean? They all wanted long and flowing like the blondest of the blondest Caucasian women. You know what I mean? But that is not necessarily how our hair works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Do you ever find yourself, fellas, do you ever find yourself saying that you have a preference toward natural hair or pressed hair? Like, does it has it ever actually mattered to you and you being attracted to a woman. When I was young and dumb, when I was when I was in uh, I say when I was in undergrad in college, like I would, you know, if it was a young lady that I was pursuing, you know, it was somebody who who didn't rock natural hair or had an afro or anything like that. You know, I was looking at the ones who would have weave in their hair or braids or all of that stuff. But you know, as you get older, you know, you start looking at other things other than physical attraction and different hair colors. You start looking at, you know, other things that uh, appeal to you. And so now, I, you know, I look at it like, you know, I love all women who, who rock the natural look. Yeah. Well, here's my, here's my thing. You have to rock with what works for you. Uh, just as, you know, weave and, and some of those other things don't work for some women. Sometimes the natural look don't work for other women. It kind of depends on kind of how you rock it. You know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of how I see it. it. Some women can rock that natural look. Some women probably shouldn't try. Some women can do the weave. And some women probably shouldn't try. It just depends on the woman and how her how she she does it and her swag that goes with it. You, not- said, you saying that just made me think about school days. And, you know, if you thinking back to when I watched it in college, you know, I was attracted to the Whitley Gilberts and the Tisha Campbells, but I wasn't attracted to the chicks that, that Lawrence Fishburne was dating. But, you know, if you look at the overall resume of both women, you know, the woman that Lawrence Fishburne was dating was the right woman for you because right. the other ones, they weren't real. Right. You know, they were fake. Right. Yeah. And Here's the part that, that gets messy sometimes with this whole subject line. I mean, with this whole subject matter is that people have to feel like it's either or, and they just don't try to find the beauty in that individual person. It's like, I'm either team, and some, and this conversation always goes beyond just hair. It always goes into skin tone as well. And people always end up with the, you know, I'm team natural or I'm team light skin, I'm this, I'm that, you know, like, and dividing up into the things that they like instead of looking at the actual individual. Um, I think for me, I went, I don't think I ever paid much attention to it, but to be honest with you, I grew up in that era where I think almost everybody was permed until something went wrong. You know, like I never really, <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, she's natural, but it wasn't, that wasn't a marketable term then. And now the natural hair industry is, is this big, uh, 18, you know, billion dollar industry that America actually is missing out on. The bulk of that money goes to 
Korea and India and these other countries. But um, for me, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of beauty's beauty. And you have to like, no matter how you're doing your hair, no matter what you you do, um, I, I'm sorry, I got distracted by something. But no matter what you do, <laughs> no matter uh, no matter how you wear it, you're beautiful. It doesn't matter as long as you wear it with confidence, and you know you're not just trying to do what other people do. But we all are influenced, and I think there was a shift when people like um, Indiari and and other people hit the scene, and it was like. Now people rock women rocking natural hair have their place, you know, in front of the screen. Where for a long time they weren't putting women with natural hair nope. on the screen at all. Like and so there was no frame of reference at all. Well, you know, my daughter has always rocked. She's never had a perm in her hair in her life. And she rocks an afro, she rocks her natural hair. Every now and then she'll put braids in it. But she's all about natural hair, whereas my wife, totally on the opposite spectrum, you know, she tried to do the natural hair, but it didn't work for her in particular. So it goes, it goes. I, got, I agree with Drew. It just kind of depends on how you rock it, and and the confidence or lack of lack thereof of whatever it is that's on your head. You gotta be comfortable with whatever, whether it's something there or not. You know, we gotta be real confident to walk around here with just bald heads. You know what I mean? I'll if it wasn't for Jordan, would we would we have done it? Mother Nature, man. Don't go there, sir. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan rocking rock the ball head. No, nah, man. I'm sorry. I don't. Michael Jordan played but no. You say it was Isaac Hayes that did it? Huh? I would say Isaac Hayes before Jordan. I would give Malik yeah, Yoba more. I give Malik Yoba Malik more Yoba. reason than Jordan. <laughs> Come on. You, you are a Jordan hater, sir. I'm not a Jordan hater, but Jordan ain't got nothing to do with me and being bald. As soon as I said, shout out to my boy JC. <laughs> <laughs> I said, by the way, Maliki Ova always needed some Carmex. Always. Always. <laughs> I ain't. But <laughs> I'm saying, like. Desert. <laughs> <laughs> and all. You get to acting up, Drew. I, I mean, no, I don't get to acting up. I just get to having my own individual opinion. Y'all start treating me like I said something about, like I said some Kanye <laughs> stuff. Every time, though, Drew, every well, time you got to make that face. Well, well Raw Dog, I, I prefer that I don't think any of us would want to look like James Evans, George Jefferson, Uncle Phil, or Carl Winslow. So that's the reason why we are bald. Okay, I, I, I can take that. But for me, Jordan made the ball head cool. That's I, me. I cannot, I cannot agree, sir. I can't. Of course, you won't agree. You don't want to agree with anything that has anything to do with Jordan because you're a Jordan hater. But that's okay. That you have the right to your opinion, sir, <laughs> or, or lack thereof. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> So we actually having a debate now. You see how that works? Yeah, and this has nothing to do with, with our topic, but somehow, and, that, and and leave it up to men to take this this interesting discussion about women and their hair and turn, it, to us. turn it into a debate about Michael Jordan. Yay, brothers. There you go. I think, yeah. So... I think we, we're good on this topic, man. There ain't much more we can really talk about. Uh, talk about with it. It's just I think we all are in agreement that 
we're blessed to be in an era where we're, where our women are free to express themselves on both ends of it. And we just got to be very careful to make sure we don't start, you know, allowing hate to kind of seek in, like seep in, you know, in those areas where people start then hating women with who perm their hair or straighten their hair. Everybody is free to rock it how they want to rock it. Find what's best for you. Um, Absolutely, sir. Yep. All right. Well, it looks like it's time for our uh, word on the street. I'm not word on the street. I'm sorry. Final cut. I get to sing again? Nah, you, no. Nah, you. It's too much, man. That's too much anointing at one time. My daddy, man. man you say I ain't your daddy. What? what? Don't be saying no to me like that, man. You say that for your kids. <laughs> Marlon, so, Michael, you need a town of food? <laughs> All right, Joe Jackson. The Thunder keeps going. going to bed. <laughs> May he rest in peace. The Thunder keep going back and forth with the Detroit Pistons at this point. It looks like it's going to remain 49-50 going into the half. Uh, Is Russell playing at all? No, he's nope. injured. You know. He won't be. I don't, honestly, I think he'll try to rush himself back, but I don't think he'll be ready for. Uh, I don't think he'll really be as healthy as he needs to be for the beginning. I think we're going to lose the first game of the season. Oh, way of stepping out on a limb there. <laughs> I really believe. We, I don't believe we're ready for Golden State at all, sir. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. There you go. But yeah, we're going to lose that first game. Now we'll see later on in the season, but that first game going to be tough. You know, several portions in a marathon, you may end up sprinting just a little bit. But I, I guess I'm so. saying the overall aspect of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Make it make, make it clear. Okay? Make it clear. There you go. All right. Well, it's halftime. It's halftime, and the Thunder up fifty-two uh, forty-nine. And like, like we had already pointed out, no one of any significance to plan for the Thunder at all. What are you talking about? Patrick Peterson is playing, right? Yeah. Uh, hold on, no. Patrick Patterson. Yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't say his name. Jeremy Grant is playing tonight, man. Ricky Bell, uh, aka Nerlens Noel, has zero points in six he, minutes. You talking about the boy that like a dolphin? Yeah. <laughs> Our point guard. Oh man, that give me every time. Every yeah, it does. <laughs> Our uh, our future backup point guard has 17 points, Dennis Schroeder. Don't forget uh, about those six dimes that he's dropped as well. Yeah. Schroeder, a black man from Germany. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. That is. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, Jay, it's time for your uh, world-class final cut. All right, uh, this past weekend, I went up to Kansas City, Missouri with my older brother. We went to go see our father. Uh, my father is battling throat cancer right now and you know I haven't seen my dad since my wedding and he's about 40 pounds lighter than he was in my wedding and it took me back at first because I, I never liked to see my dad down and you know he had woke up and it was just like looking at his face and it just kind of like hit me but then you know like he told me he said this is not going to keep me down I'm going to still do the same stuff that I do every day and it was just those four hours that I spent with him were some of the best time that I've had in my life like I used to always think my dad like doing sporting events talking about sports you know we watched the Duke Kentucky game in 1992 together and that's considered one of the greatest basketball games of all time 
But, you know, the last five years of my life that I spent with my dad has been some of the best times of my life because it wasn't about sports. It was about having those conversations as men. And that's why I love him for that. And, you know, just keep my father in your prayers. I love him. And he's going to keep fighting this. We're going to fight this together. Like I say all the time, winners win and losers lose. And they all find a way to do what they do. It's your boy, J-Rock. Happy that we're back. Barbershop 918 season four. And I'm out. Um, as I don't know if most folks that watch the show know, uh, when we speak a little man, we're speaking of uh, uh, a little boy that I adopted probably a year ago, who's actually my my cousin. We adopted him, uh, took him out of, uh, um, no, he was uh, in custody of the state. And there was some some issues there, you know, behavior-wise, and we were going through a real tough time. Um, but he's been going to a school that handles uh, those kind of issues, and he's he's a changed kid. I say all that to say that you got to give people a shot, man. You know, sometimes on first impression you go we tend to we have a tendency to write people off like okay this guy he's not he's not worth the time or the effort but really you got to give people a shot you got to give people a chance to prove themselves uh, especially if you're contributing to helping that person out man everybody deserves a second chance everybody man if we if all we had was our first impressions when we were in our 20s versus who we are now there's a lot of folks out there that wouldn't like us at all you know what I mean? So everybody everybody deserves a second chance, even you. And with that, don't tell God about your big problems. Tell your problems you got to be God. I'm Raw Dog, and I'm out. We're back. The Barber Shop 918, baby. All right. So uh, for me, I wanted to show you guys this comic. Now, I talk a lot about comics. I'm doing currently working on a documentary about comics and if you ever see the wall that usually is behind me when we do this show uh which is a part of my wife's uh natural hair shop it's full of comics mainly comics of african-american um you know with african-americans on the cover and so for me i ran across this comic when i was looking up a guy that i got a chance to meet and spend a little bit of time with uh he is a brilliant writer and he wrote this comic and this comic is about um it's, it's great. It's actually about a kid who has Down syndrome, who is actually the hero. And so it just kind of just filled my heart to read it because it's actually a good read. And so it's going to be one of my new, uh, you know, things I've got in my box that whenever a new issue comes out, I'm going to get it. But I'm supporting it not just because of that, but because it's like the amount of diversity that's out there. Like, I never thought that I would look up and see that we would see a superhero who has Down syndrome, who who's like number one person with him is a, is a black, is a young black woman. And so it's like all of these great creators and people doing things, they're fulfilling their dreams and they're out there helping other people. You can do it too. You can join in and you can be an inspiration to other people and you can help out in this universe. You can do so much to change this world and we need you to do a lot. And you just never know who you're going to inspire and how you're going to inspire them. So get busy fulfilling your dreams and being the best you that you can be because this world absolutely needs you and you were born to do that beautiful thing that's inside you all right remember hate can't drive out hate only love can do that thank you guys for listening to the barbershop 918 and j-rock what do we say check us out at www.o's baby the barbershop 918
918.com. Is that how we do it? <laughs> we we a little out of practice here, man. But hey, if you don't if you're not seeing us on Instagram, if you're not seeing us on Twitter, if you're not seeing us on Facebook, then you really ain't looking for us, and you should. Because so. we are the original, the baddest sports podcast around this town, baby. And speaking uh-huh. speaking of which, you'll be able to catch us from this point. Uh, after starting with season four, you'll be able to catch us on Anchor. We'll start uploading some of the old shows as time goes on. We'll get you backloaded with those to keep you amused in, in between shows. But as for right now, be looking out for uh, just the audio version. It's going to be on iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher, all the places that you catch your podcast is you'll be able to catch us on the Barbershop 918 and we'll bring back some of the beats. Alright? We good? Yes! Hey fellas, for the next season, y'all gonna let me start doing like a comic book review? Yeah, do that, man. No, Jay, I need a yes from you, Jay. Foes up, baby. I love comic books, you know. All right. Go ahead, Drew. Foes so, up, baby. Here's our, uh, here's what's first thing we're gonna review. October 8th. Well, she got October. her own. What's yes. Yes. Sure, from uh, Black Panther. Yes, and that's going to be coming out October 18th in stores. So as soon as I get it, read it, I will be reviewing it. Hey, man, I got some old milestones back here. If you got old milestones, I'm going to make next trip that I make there, I am going to come and read all of them. I just read the first icon. I found it, uh, and I have my wife read it. I posted it on Instagram, like a page from the the last page of the first episode. He shows yeah. up to help, and the police pull guns on him. And yeah. Rocket's like, I bet Superman didn't have to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> Still relevant. Still relevant. Some of the best Still writing. Baby. Yeah. Jay, you want in on this? Oh, yeah. You know, I used to steal comic books when I was a kid. I used to steal the Married with Children comic book from the uh, comic store across the street from my apartments. You know. Okay. Thanks for letting us know that you're a thief back in the day. Hey, back statute of limitations has passed, man. That really, that really built into what we were talking about. Thanks, Jay. Did you say the statue? It's the structure. Structure of limitation. The structure of Lex Luger. The structure of limitation. The Statue of Liberty. Okay, I'm, I'm missing Star right now, man. Can we go? Can we get you creepy for that, dude? <laughs> you still creepy for that? And they all pregnant right now. That makes, hey, I like, you I get, like the, na- you get the nasty award. No, I like Queen Latifah, man. No. <laughs> oh God. Nasty raw dog in his naughty jungle of. It's <laughs> <laughs> good storytelling. What are y'all talking about? The mark of the beast. <laughs> You nasty, hey, dude. Hey, y'all not gonna shame me. That's my show, man. What, what's the guy that writes Star? What's his name? Oh, uh, the dude that writes Empire. Lee Daniels, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Naughty Lee Daniels. <laughs> Do you call him Big Daddy like everybody else does? First of all, <laughs> this this coming from guy that's selling sausage for his boy to take trips. <laughs> I'm nervous, sir. <laughs> hey, it's in the Blue Magic Podcast account. So if Holly want to take a trip, uh, if I want to go to Essence Festival, it's on us, you know? Why Essence Festival? Hey, Essence we got to go, man, before. <laughs> <laughs> cut, man, cut. Well, this get real weird.